Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Clean Up, Clean Up, Everybody Everywhere. I'm Spun. You know, Jody. I'll do the rolling, you do the details. I'll do the rolling, <laughs> you do the details. Uh, you did a, you went on a thing last week about this, about the city's uh, request calls for people to come and, you know, help us clean up our city. And it turned out it was only in certain neighborhoods. This week, uh, I'm watching, I don't know if you've been watching Twitter and all the ABC counselors continuously posting on their social media about them cleaning up the city in these locations, painting walls, painting over graffiti. It's nice. But it's a backfiring. I don't know if you've looked at any of the comments of some. Oh of no, these. I haven't looked. I've been so busy oh, with other things. Tell me, tell it's me. Quite, it's quite funny to to read some of the comments. You know, when you people, then it's something nice. Oh, sure, it's nice and positive, I guess. But you know, yeah. one comment's like ABC Vancouver painting the city beige, or oh. things like whitewashing our city, or uh, oh. you know, you know, talking about priorities and obviously some people loving graffiti. And most of the comments I've read are absolutely negative and it's kind of one of those things in twitter's twitter world it's a tough game to play in twitter that kind of stuff it doesn't work well uh with the twitter audience when you you know this up with people happy happy stuff it's just not the twitter world it's more of a no. that's more of an instagram thing um, you can literally uh, post a picture of a ripe avocado and have people come at you i i could i'm proof of that i literally what, showed an avocado hack Oh, well, I, I do you know about this? Do you like avocados first? I love avocados. Like, okay. Avocado so, toast uh, in Peru. Have you? It's amazing. I'm, Peru's well, I avocados. I don't think it gets better than a Peruvian avocado. No. But if you're trying to have a ripe avocado when you want to have guacamole, or if you want to have avocado toast, sometimes you're like, oh, damn, that's either, you know, it's the three bears. It's either too hard or it's too soft right. and brown right so i found on the greatest place on the in the world tiktok of course uh this hack that my partner brian is a chef so yeah. he knows most of the hacks when your avocado's right just pop it in the fr fridge and that'll give you a few more days to you know get to it well i saw on tiktok tiktok that's what kind of day i'm having i saw on tiktok that if you wrap your ripe avocado tightly in tinfoil and put it in the fridge it will last for weeks and weeks and weeks really? so i was like I was like, yeah, I don't think so. So now your so scientists, your brain's coming out. I'm going to test this. I did. Yeah. And George, it Oops. works. Really? Like it, I used to have so much frozen chunks of avocado because I would, they all get right, right at the same time. You buy right. them at Costco and then you're like, wow, now I have 15 avocados I can't use today. Um, and now I don't have any in the really? freezer because you wrap it tightly in tinfoil and mm -hmm. I put that on the, the interwebs and people are like, you can just put it in water. There's no need to waste aluminum foil. I'm like, oh my God. Put it in okay. water. What does that mean? I understand. They, well, they put it in it, put submerge the avocado oh. completely in water. So if you want to have a fridge full of jars of avocados, I guess you could do that too. I've not tested that my theory, fridge, but no room. wrapping it in the tinfoil, reuse your tinfoil, George, reuse, reuse your tinfoil. Um, <laughs> But it works. And and I put it out on social media last week and I I had to mute the thread at one point with people uh, mansplaining to me. Uh, yes. Typically, typically people with lots of numbers after we'll get into trolls on. You Twitter, were uh, selling something. You could have made some money, uh, you know, like uh, buy my uh, my my course on how to how to wrap up. <laughs> wrap your wrap fruit. an avocado oh my god that's funny evelyn my daughter when she was doing her makeup artist she did uh she didn't she wasn't on tiktok long but she did one tiktok 
where she did a makeup thing where she put a tear on, on it was doing makeup on herself and she was showing techniques uh -oh. and uh -oh. she put the tear over on the right hand corner or something like this and you know it was, and, and then she oh no no it wasn't that oh okay it, no it was a it was a debate about how tears fall off your face and it was a million views of this and a conversation she had like a it's like ridiculous people that's not how tears wow. fall it was like she's like i just uh, it's just makeup it was quite interesting i mean her just a pushed her up on the TikTok uh, world of, uh, wow. but it was like a massive conversation about he how tears fall out of your eyeballs. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more, one more from TikTok that I learned. This is totally off, off script here, uh -huh. but do you ever hard cook an egg and then peel it to make like egg salad, deviled eggs, or just eat yeah, hard, sure. hard boiled eggs? Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you can't get the yeah, shell off annoying. and you're whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So also on TikTok, you take that egg and you mm -hmm. take a little teaspoon and before you boil it, you tap before it, you tap, it. tap, tap, before you boil it, you tap, 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 tap until it goes snap. And that releases that albumin or whatever it's called on really? the, the, from again, tested it. it. No way. I hate how did we know drives me crazy. You just, how do you do that get, without breaking the whole egg? But gently tap, you're, you're tapping on it. Like you're trying to check and see if it's hollow or not. Like you're just like, do, 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 mm. do, do, do. and then see, it goes, this is why snap. people need to watch on spun and listen to unspun because we have, uh, we talk tips. about politics and things, but they will also give you these magical tips that we steal from other people. Tried, tested and true TikTok tips that I stole from people. Um, okay. But <laughs> that's going basically back to describes your, TikTok in general. I think it, generally it does. Yeah. But going back to um, the, the, painting or, or creating, yes. I, I wore my white for this, my canvas, um, trying to clean up the city, I think is an excellent initiative. And yes. we've, as Vancouverites have been, have been asking, asking for on. this to be exactly, exactly, mm -hmm. you know, good news on a couple of fronts, the thing, and I'm really, you know, if they want to put it out on Twitter and get rolled for it, then that's, that's fine. Or just don't read the comments. That's my jam right now. I just like <laughs> block. I love the effort. I just wish the message matched the mission. And, hmm. and, and I, you know, the, the, the press release was great and the logo was great. And then you went to the event, right. And there was no information there. Like it didn't explain anything. Oh, yes. It didn't yeah, say that. how to activate that, it. Yeah. It didn't give me a way to do it in my neighborhood. I would love That's... for there to be a program, come to city hall. We'll give you the green that we paint all the lamp posts and you can take the squiggly line graffiti off of every lamp post down fourth Avenue or second yeah. Avenue, whatever. Um, and, and to the people that love, a beautiful piece of graffiti, then, you know, maybe have people come by and enter a vote, make it a, make it a thing where you can mm. say, I like this wall. Well, let's keep this wall because this does represent a time in our lives in this city and whatever, you know what, there's a way to do it or make mm -hmm. more of those Instagram walls, like the wings down at fourth and Burrard. There's never graffiti on that because graffiti artists apparently respect the art of others but if you yes. just painted out white that just gives them a new place to tag and the tags are the problem over the art in my opinion i i, I see the people yes. who climb up extra high to just tag their name or yeah. whatever or I'd something like to see more a graphic. counselor climb up there <laughs> right so to, i mean to, to my own horn because uh, remember those love feels, locks issue the love locks yes. issue and yes. so i brought a motion forward way back in the day about uh this love locks problem people were putting their locks on fences all over the city on the bridges and it, it was really a problem because it was it, the weight was pulling fences down and right. and so i put a motion forward on council to create a permanent love locks i yes, got shot I down by vision as per usual um but uh, they, they, like they changed the motion to 
that George, they approved it, but they said George Affleck will find a solution for this on his own with his own, on his own time and find the funding for this. <laughs> so I did and worked with the park board and John Cooper. And we built a beautiful love locks, got a beautiful love locks put up at Queen Elizabeth Park. And guess love what it. doesn't happen? And so it was a solution to a problem, which is really what you should be doing as a politician. Um, and then the problems generally stop. And so you've got to think about, you can't just band-aid, literally painting over the graffiti is a band, a, almost a, literally a band-aid solution. Why yeah. are so many people putting able to put graffiti on all these places in the city? Why? Why? What is happening? Well, the same reason we're seeing smashed windows all the time. There's a problem. Not enough people on the, in, on not the city enough streets. Eyeballs, not, not enough eyeballs. people stopping yeah. these people so they don't feel comfortable going up there and doing that. And so yeah. it's this is the challenge that they should be focused on. It's nice photo op. I think it backfires on them. Also, there's people that I seeing tweeting about unions and all that stuff, because that's one of the challenges for what you want to do or what they, the unions definitely would have a problem with mass uh, distribution of paint to some residents to do their job, even though they oh. haven't got the ability to do their job, um, which, oh. you know, is kind of what the whole police issue is in Surrey, right? Right. Oh, mm. speaking of colorful, honestly, Okay, so first and foremost, caveat, yes. uh, Linda Steele, my partner on Steele and Vance, is married to Chief Norm Lipinski of the Surrey Police Services, for those just joining us here on the, the Kevin, program. The Kevin Bacon of uh, Kevin West Bacon Coast, lookalike, uh, yeah. I've met yeah. Norm once, ever yeah. in my life. So people are like, she's biased. I'm like, sit down. I'm allowed to have an opinion on this, and I do. Shocking. Because we can go down the path of re-explaining everything, but suffice to say, we find we find ourselves in a situation where the province, the Solicitor General and Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth, a number of weeks ago, in fact, back when it felt like it was going to snow, yes. um, he said, "Was that this week?" <laughs> felt yeah, right. I knew you were going to say that. That, that <laughs> Farnworth basically said. Not you must go with the transition to Surrey Police Services, but the province recommends that the transition continues to Surrey Police Services, and we are offering you uh, the $150 million uh, to take the burden off taxpayers, plus $30 million a year moving forward. It came out to almost a quarter of a billion dollars of provincial mm -hmm. money, which is our money, George. We don't live in Surrey, but it's our money. So we we do have skin in the game in this because that's going to cost yeah. us ultimately. Yeah. And yeah. then, but if you decide to go with the RCMP, you must meet these conditions. They're non-negotiable conditions that you must meet. And many much smarter than we are on policing matters said mm -hmm. those conditions are basically unachievable. Okay. So now we fast forward to Mayor, Mayor Brenda Locke with her heels dug in, as we've said so many times in covering this story, seemingly dug in simply for ego it it doesn't make a lot of sense when you're watching from outside looking in i know we talked about uh, right I, I, yeah do you want to no go ahead okay so this past week <laughs> i think it's better watching... this comes from you because i it's an interesting question that she raises well in press conference. it was very it was a very interesting press briefing for a number of reasons but the i'm going to take you to a press briefing prior to the one with the big explosive allegations mm -hmm. was when um after just a couple of questions mayor brenda locks comms person says that that's going to be oh. it and janet brown you know bless my yes. colleague at chorus our colleague at chorus says mm -hmm. wait a minute this we have a lot of questions here and you cannot end this and she stood stood in firmly in her spot mm -hmm. and continued to question like if you if you are forced to 
continue with the Surrey Police Services if it's mandated by, by the province. Do you have a plan for that? No. Like, it was very like, what? And then in the next press briefing, after they held an in-camera, which you and I talked about, in-camera mm -hmm. council vote on this, where the whole kerfuffle over signing NDAs and how everything should be done in the open, her whole thing is everybody should transparency and blah, 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 and then mm -hmm. in camera. So completely contradicts herself. <laughs> and then, but the vote what, is what, six What, a politician three. contradicting? That never happens. Weird, right? But <laughs> I mean, I've interviewed Brenda Locke numerous times when she was mm -hmm. a city councillor and, and, you know, and watching what's happening here, it just feels like you said earlier about, um, oh, no, Sorry, it was before we hit record when we were talking about what was happening with Sam Cooper, which we'll get mm -hmm. to in a moment. It feels American is what I'm going to say. It feels mm -hmm. it feels like I'm just going to say things that come to mind. And then the <laughs> solicitor general standing there going, no, that's actually not what's happening here. He's like, I've not seen your report that you voted on, you know, six to three to continue with the RCMP. I need to see that report because it needs to meet the conditions. Mike Farnworth had a, a very well attended um, press briefing about mm -hmm. that in-camera meeting and said, I haven't seen it. And Brenda Locke's making him sign an NDA. He's the solicitor general and public safety minister. He's he knows more than- the province. Like, what is she yeah. talking about NDAs that he needs to sign? He's a busy man, give him the report. He's a busy person. I'm gonna take the man out of it because now we're gonna get to the, the meat mm. of this. At one mm. point in this press briefing, after the in-camera vote where the feet were being held to the fire pretty significantly and, and it, it appeared and i was listening live it appeared that the mayor had rather painted herself in a corner and janet brown asked her um specifically if she felt as though she was being treated differently i'm paraphrasing but basically are you feeling that you're treated differently because you're a woman and brenda Locke, you could see it she was like yes Oh. that's what it is i'm being bullied he's a narcissist he's a misogynist and he's using bribes the tax dollars oh to, i see to support, mm, like that you don't and, say that in politics no and that i was listening on on nw as well and to jill bennett's credit when she came back from that she said that's a pretty that's charged very, term yeah to use so but now we're looking at this and thinking Okay, well, the whole Me Too movement is about believing women. Um, and yet in this moment, it feels like weaponization of that in a, in a way I mean, that does not help women. Sure, no, we can't. But I can we say can't. that my experience, and I'm sure yours, interviewing Mike Farmworth, which we've both done on, on CKN. Numerous occasions. Yeah. He's not a very, he's a tough interview. He generally doesn't cross as a lovable fella. He's uh, not warm no, and no fuzzy, offense, but he's respectful. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, so he, he's, he's always been a bit of like, I actually know him through a personally through, you know, pr private life uh, through some friends that have met him in a different yeah. scenario. And he's quite funny and, 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 you know, uh, personable, but definitely having experienced him as a, as a journalist uh, and, and in politics a little bit when I was in office, yeah. um, he's, he's a cool dude, like cool customer guy. But I mean, we don't definitely don't, I mean, I just think, wow. Yeah. Pulling that, that card is, well, several cards there that she pulled. I, I don't know. I, I We've talked about this so many times. First of all, I've said since the beginning, and this is certainly coming out now, and Richard Zussman and everybody's, you know, talking a lot about this, the cost, because I, I know the cost of policing in Vancouver, and I talked, you know, it's, you know, 40 to 50% of our budget here in Vancouver. 
Yeah. They were underestimating always. My, Doug McCallum underestimating that cost by a significant amount to have their own police force. They always have. I, I think I always said it was going to be triple what they were estimating, at least. I said, you know, into the five, six hundred million dollars. I'm pretty sure I've said that many times on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so that's the issue that this is she what I don't understand and what's not coming clear to me if this is the issue for the mayor of Surrey is that she is and at least the way I think the only thing she should be saying is I'm here representing the taxpayers of Surrey I was voted in by a majority of the residents of the city to take care of this our, our purse the, the city's purse the money that's here I'm just going to jump think, in just, yeah. just one sec. She was yeah. voted in not by the majority of the well, people of the city of Surrey, but the majority of the people who actually voted. And yes. the turnout was was ridiculously yeah. low. So but, she definitely okay. activated the vote. So that she counts. won the election. Just, just to take, she won the she, election. Fair. So she has she's been given this job. The fair. only thing in my mind she should be saying all the time. And if I was her comms person, this is what I would say. Only yeah. talk about you're here to protect the taxpayers of Surrey and the the money that the province is offering is not enough and it's a one-time payment the cost that that has been determined and i heard george affleck say two years ago <laughs> you know go ahead um that it's going to be five to six hundred million dollars not two hundred million dollars a year uh you know this is too much of a burden for the taxpayers of this, of this province that's what i said on the night i was elected that i did you know this is what i stand for and if people don't have a problem with that they can vote me out in the next election now, yep. the, if the premier is going to force this a local police force on us, I want the people of this province to know that that was not my choice. Right. I think it's a bad choice. The taxpayers of this city cannot afford this local police force. As much as you might think it might help the situation, it's just not a, a cost effective for us. It's really going to hurt us on everything else that we need to do related to blah, 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 blah. That's the only thing she should be saying. And then that pressures the province and pressures the minister to kind of go, I don't want to be the bad guy in Surrey. I don't want to, you know, I got elections. We got an election coming up potentially. You know, we got, we got, we need Surrey in the next election. We don't want to be the bad cops here. The ones who are not only burdening, as you mentioned, every single taxpayer in this province with $150 million that's going to Surrey, um, yeah. but it's the, all the taxpayers of Surrey who will be burdened with a significant tax increase to manage this. Now, then there's a whole union issue, which is I think what really is at play here for the province. So that's what the game is. They don't want, even though there's 2,000 plus jobs of RCMP in Surrey, uh, it's not a union that provincially they maybe don't care so much about. I don't know. I think this is really a union play too. The, the NDP are very union friendly. Yep. Uh, and they look and at it would be RCMP. union busting to close. See the thing, the thing that people yeah, forget yeah. in this in this soap opera because the soap opera and saga has been playing out over years and years and years. Initially mm. speaking. This was not the province telling Surrey that they needed to move to a municipal police. No. This was the people of Surrey voting under Doug McCallum yes. to request from the province that they move away from the Ottawa-led RCMP in Surrey to a boots-on-the-ground municipal yeah. force that would know the neighborhoods and the crimes better within that growing city. And Surrey is the largest city in Canada without a municipal police force. That mm. is a fact today, that they are the largest municipality in the country right. without a municipal force. So those two things at play, and I'm gonna say this just to put a pin in this one, because we're gonna talk about this next week for sure. If the Solicitor General had come forward uh, two months ago and said, I believe that Surrey will be better served as a public safety issue by 
a return to the RCMP, I would be sitting here advocating for that. I actually am deferring to the people that have studied it and looked at it. And that's me trusting government where other people don't. And I, I fall into this category fairly mm -hmm. often, but when it comes to specialized things, it's like science and policing and, and the things that like the, the board of people, the sure. former police chiefs and the and the criminologists and the actual thinky professor brainiacs who they studied this. Like, I'm going to believe know, that they know more than got, the rando with the name, with the numbers at the end of got, it that are but, tweeting at me. But you've got two politicians who are at war here. That's what, what's yeah. really happening here. So uh, it needs you to know, stop uh, hey, if, $8 million if, dollars if, a if, month. If, Based on Extra. your your point, and the report was, I don't know, the report was not a hundred percent like you can do this, but uh, if if Mike Farmworth truly believes that there's a better that the report and it leads to that the RCMP are not good enough, he should Surrey, just do it. Well, there's not if that means they're not good enough potentially for any town. So maybe the maybe what the minister should do, the person in charge of policing in our province should we maybe we should be looking at a provincial police provincial force police I and think give every community a opportunity to join that police with that could potentially be a money saver for vancouver for example we'll say you know what you know let's get let's join the, poli the provincial police force so we can save a hundred million dollars in whatever costs i mean this is a question that the minister should be pushed on and i don't think it has by any journalists yeah. that i've heard uh maybe mr minister you should be focused your energy on is there a problem with the rcmp in this province if there's a problem then maybe your job as as the top cop uh is to start thinking about a solution not only for surrey but every city in this province because that's your job um, yeah. and guess what and the Crime rural the rural in every issue. single city in our province yeah. right now the the rural issue is very real with regard to policing mm -hmm. uh and that the surrey rcmp as far as the solicitor general's report is concerned ha that uh, that police force the surrey rcmp has been pulling resources from elsewhere in the province uh, which leaves other areas at risk. So if mm -hmm. if Surrey was to staff from the and people are like, well, where do you think this SPS are getting their people? Well, they're recruiting here. You don't yeah. need to go back to Ottawa, train, go to a depot, train, and then come here. You can actually be recruited and work your way up through a municipal police force. I, I have family members who have done that. 20, 29 years with the Vancouver Police Department, my cousin mm -hmm. uh, did that, you know, so there there's more at play here and but it's it's become so personal between these two uh politicians and one has been very you know stoic and clear and almost uh ad nauseum repetitive with his messaging while the other is about spin. is yeah this is, all with, this is our conversation this is what the show's called and that's what he's he's got his spin down and he she does. is all over the map she and is splatter it's, paint it's uh it's paint. really challenging yeah paint splatter paint okay i've got a little breaking news this just popped up on my phone yep. uh the debris field found near the titanic wreckage mm. site ocean gate expeditions say they believe the missing submersible with five men aboard has been lost at sea so that yeah. you know by the time people are right. watching this that's probably a news story but we do we will in a little bit get into just how we've all been you know so mm -hmm. keyed in on this um, or we can do that now. Have you been well, watching? Well, I mean, I just think when we talk about spin. I mean, I think it's uh, it's sad, of course, tragic. What I find interesting in this, if we talk about our in, in the context of this program, you know, is really uh, wow, like a lot of attention. I mean, I guess the Titanic angle is really appealing. Slow news week, you know, let's not talk about Trump for a couple of days. Um, it the attention and the money and the energy that went into what 
clearly, I'm sorry to say, was pretty obvious, not a good chance here that these people were going to survive. And and then you hear about this makeshift sub this guy built. I mean, it's like the the the, the, the repercussions of this are going to continue. Um, but wow, this took the world's attention. It was kind of like that cave boys in the cave in in, yeah, in Thailand. Exactly. But, you know, but they were, yeah. you know, there was hope in that one. This it was one, Apollo 13. Was it was hope. Apollo 13. You had or yeah. Apollo 11. Yeah. Sorry, Apollo yeah. oh. 13. 13. What, yeah. 13. There you mm -hmm. go. With Tom Hanks. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. right. I should know. <laughs> um, but they had no business surviving, and that's the thing. But I haven't haven't all of us, especially the I'm I I get slow in an elevator and I start to panic. I can't imagine oh, being can't, bolted I, into I, a submersible. I can't, I just, no, no, no water. No, but you know, so, so it's terrible news. Um, but yeah. I, I also think it's very interesting how that really, I think it just mainly the Titanic angle. And of course there's a 19 year old on there and dad, yeah. and son and all the, it's got every little, I mean, this is but a, thrill a seekers, movie. right? Can you imagine a movie yeah. that's be coming out about this. Oh yeah. Gr no, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, and, no and at the same time, you know, we're watching hundreds and, and hundreds of migrants perish trying to make their way from Africa to the shores of, of Greece and, and a captain in that area who she went out of her way to, to pluck people from certain death who had gone overboard. And she faces 20 years in prison for helping those people. Like, well, it's not even get into like gun control in America or whatever else. Hey, what, right, you know, right. I, it's, it's just, it's an interesting, strange it thing. And I guess it it's is. just sort of tragic, but Wow. Anyways, um, can I say strange and also tragic? What we saw uh, unfold in New Westminster with the school trustee there, mm. the the, the DBD yeah, because last time we talked, we weren't we weren't sure, so we were being yeah. cautious. But she's she's admitted that uh, it was her that was had this fake Twitter account, and she was tweeting out basically she was being a bully, as far as I could tell, uh, if, if I understood against the people, you know, in this fake burner account or whatever you call it. Uh, yeah. And then she's now she said, what it's, it's, it was a mental health care issue. She card? said she's been struggling and now it's time for her to get some help. So that was the, the new West anchor actually broke this story. Rhea Renouf, um, right. For our former colleague, uh, at chorus mm -hmm. at, was on this and, and really looking to make sure she did her due diligence before, you know, putting all the details into the story. Um, mm -hmm. I reached out to DBD. I didn't, I was surprised that she followed me actually on social media and I DM'd her and I said, are the allegations here factual? Like, let me know. Yeah. Uh, never heard back. And that, that was the answer. And I'm like, okay. So for, for seven years, this trustee, seven years this trustee had a burner account on twitter where she targeted parents and teachers and and was found out because her location services was on and she grabbed a a picture of something and it showed exactly where she was so i mean she got caught because uh one of the one of the Good people journals. that she targeted well one of the people she targeted relentlessly over years and this is online harassment so i don't whatever her defense might be whatever she found that figured people wouldn't be able to come at her anymore. This is one of those cases. Yeah. You know what? You need to be counseled, not canceled, but you also need consequences for your actions because terrorizing people should be handled as a crime. This goes back to, cause the guy that did mm -hmm. it for me for five years, uh, you know, he, he is a criminal in my eyes because of the relentless, continuous, sustained harassment that's what this woman did 
and, to and the, people to in New Westminster. It's yeah, and to just do it to parents. anyone. These are people that well, and and just thinking, you know, because um, no. you know, my I have the, the campaign university that I've launched, which which is yes. really the is really focused on trying to get people to run for office and get Never. engaged in politics. And when you have this kind of stuff happen, which is so negative against a politician, but also just negative. It's why people go, I don't want to run for this. I don't want to be attacked. I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to put myself out there. So these parents who put themselves out there to talk about whatever it is, and I'm a parent, and I got kids who went through the school system, and yeah, you know, and I was very vocal and and got involved with my kids' pack, and because so, I don't. I, I can take the heat, but a lot of great people, a lot of great people, whether your parents or whatever in, in, a, in our demo, democratic side that we live, in, don't want that stuff happening. And so when you have this kind of thing, it's like, oh man, this is not the way it works. And you're just really uh, scaring away great people to do, to really help that not, you know, and, and that goes for anybody, the bullying thing. Uh, you know, I certainly was bullied a lot by, uh, and yeah. I tried to be careful myself. I would, I would, I would hold up my own as you have on many occasions when it's related to an actual issue, personal yeah. attacks. Oh, that's fine. No, you no want to debate man. me? You want to yeah. tell me that you don't like me? Yeah, you that's fine too. On. But when you, I say, yeah. listen, stop. Yeah. You stop. Stop is, stop is like, stop. Yep. that's, that's yep. a consent thing. Um, yep. there are a number of things we want to get to, but we only got a couple mm -hmm. minutes left here. If we're going to stick to time. Um, Sam Cooper mm -hmm. um, being grilled um, over the foreign interference, um, the testimony he was given. Uh, give us a, a quick synopsis of of the the what you witnessed there. Yeah, there's a committee for for the, on the foreign interference issue that they've got a committee and they're questioning lots of people. And I just saw this; it just popped up in my uh, feed, and it was this uh, liberal grilling uh, Sam Cooper, who's launched his new. Uh, project he's left chorus or global and has now got his own project called the oh my god the, the bureau the bureau thank you yeah. uh where he's doing his investigative journalism on his own it's a crowdfunded yeah. kind of structure anyways he was just i, I thought it just was the, the 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 attack i mean sam was there to provide information on his research and how he concluded on his things as a reporter you don't have to do that as a reporter. I mean, literally, you could just say, I'm not going to answer that. It's not, you know, he was being very forthright in answer, but the, the, the politician, for whatever reason, was really hardcore attacking Sam. And I think it looked really, really bad. And Sam kept his, you know, smile on and, and just kept answering the questions as best he could. And it, it just seemed very, you, you touched on it earlier, very American. And I'm worried yeah. about that. We talked about the last week about the abortion issue. Is that going to be something that we're going to have to deal with? Um, and now you see this, you think, come on, we don't well, we saw just, Lauren please. Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene yelling obscenities at one another yesterday in the chambers. It's like, OK, you know what? We've is that we've where we're heading? Peak, is that where we're heading in America? Peak Canada? nightmare. No yeah. No, no thank thanks. you very much. Um, before we sign off for the day, I have a correction to make from last week. One of our longtime, most dedicated listeners. His name is Tori. And uh, he is with McDonald Realty. And I had mentioned Sarah Daniels. Sarah used to work as uh, with another real estate company. And I mentioned that company last week. And I got it flagged back <laughs> to me that it's like, uh, no, it's McDonald Realty. I'm like, right, I'll mention it and repair it this week. So hi, Tori. Thank you for watching. This podcast, podcast brought to you by McDonald Realty. That's McDonald right. Realty We're here. For all your hey. real estate needs. <laughs> McDonald Realty is where you need to go for the best possible service. Go talk to Sarah Daniels, sarahdaniels.com. Uh, boy, uh, wow. You're, you're found on Twitter at George. 
underscore Affleck, George underscore Affleck. And I'm at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y at Jody Vance. Unspunpodcast.com is where you find us each and every week. We just sound off on stuff we think is interesting. This is episode 220 of the Unspun Podcast. It's wild, George. Every day we go in thinking we do we have enough to talk about? And every day we've got 15 things we never even got to talk about. So uh, is that us or is go. it the issues? I don't know. We'll see. But it's always know. fun. It's always the fastest half hour of my day. That's for sure. Indeed. I enjoy it too, my friend. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.